Welcome to the new Rainmaker podcast, a weekly show for visionary founders and team members alike to come together and share the heartfelt, the cringe, and the radically honest truths about what it's really like to build and work for some of the world's most exposed brands on the biggest internet stages. I'm your host, Veronica Romney, and after working for some of the biggest names in the online space myself, I've learned that it takes both leadership and dream team collaboration to truly scale a company to its greatest potential. You can build a business alone, but you cannot scale it on your own. And my goal on today's episode and every episode is to inspire our dreamers and empower our leaders. Make sure to follow and share my podcast with your friends and colleagues, and feel free to tag me on Instagram at vromney with your insights and ahas. Now let's make it rain on today's episode. All right, Rainmaker family, this is a very special episode because it's just me. In fact, this is my very first solo episode. And the reason I'm doing it is because I have a lot to share and I have a lot to say, and you're going to want to tune in. And this is in particular an episode that I'm recording for the CEO and the marketing team who is listening, who both on both sides are just, they know they could be so much better more and better. And I don't know how else to say other than just like, you know that you have some really incredible people on the team. You know that you're a part of a team that has enormous potential, including yourself. And yet it's just not like running, humming as well as it could be. And that could be reflective in the launch that you just had. That could be reflected in the fact that your quarter one of the year didn't turn out the way that you wanted it to. It could be the fact that you're just not feeling nearly as energized and collaborative as you used to. Like there's just something off and it's bothering you. And I say you as in the CEO, and I also say you as in the marketing team member who genuinely cares about the mission and the vision of the company and the work home that you're a part of. And so this is the conversation I want to have. And I'm having it just from me to you in my most, I'm going to, you're going to laugh in my most Beyonce self. Like I feel really fired up about this because I know what it is to be on both sides. I know what it is to be a CEO and I'm overseeing a whole bunch of incredible human beings that I care about deeply. And it's just not like everybody has so much more potential and I know it, right? Visionary CEOs, we don't just have vision for our company. We have vision for our people. Sometimes I see someone's potential way before they ever see their potential. Sometimes I see what they're capable of becoming before they even come close to accepting a new identity for themselves. And sometimes it's so frustrating because you're like, oh my gosh, if you could just not tell yourself this, if only you could see yourself the way that I see you, like, oh, right. I know what it is to be that CEO that looks at my team, who I care about, who I love, who has all the potential in the world. And like, I'm frustrated at myself for not drawing out the best in them. Okay, flip it. I too know what it is to be a team member on the marketing team responsible for making it rain for a CEO that I care about, that I have similar values with, that I also deeply care about our prospect and our customer base and what we're doing to change the world for XYZ type of person. There's a lot of empathy that I bring and compassion and skill. And I'm just, if I'm being real honest, I'm not feeling nearly as empowered as I was hoping I would feel. I'm just going to be raw here. Like I know that I can be great or I know that I, what I am capable of producing, but sometimes the environment, the deadlines, the structure of the arena that I'm participating and playing and competing in is not giving me the best resources to be my most excellent self. 
I know what it is to be on both sides of this. And as somebody who deeply cares about teams and is obviously extremely team centric, if not, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you weren't too. It drives me nuts when I see teams falling short of their greatest potential. And I know that my CEO counterparts do too. There's nothing more frustrating than saying yes to expanding your team, saying yes to investing and pouring into human beings, which means bloating the pay, you know, the PL. Like we're we're willing to do the thing. We're saying, okay, yes, we're gonna hire more hands, we're gonna invite more people to the party. I'm not gonna do everything myself. I'm gonna employ people, I'm gonna be responsible for providing for people's livelihoods. Like this is a big thing. And so when it's not living up to what it could be, it's like, oh, there's just nothing more deflating. Like I was just on a conversation with one of the visionary CEOs in my Raymaker residency program. We were having one of our one-on-one genie sessions that I do with my members. And she was like, you know, I remember the days when I was building this business with my partner in the basement. And it feels like we got more done faster, cheaper when it was just the two of us than we do today. And we have eight team members. Like this shouldn't feel this way. I'm like, it shouldn't feel this way. It absolutely should not feel that way. And yet for the majority of online CEOs, visionaries, founders that I talk to, especially in any type of like a la carte power hour sessions or VIP intensives that I've done over the last year and a half, that's almost word for word. What I tend to hear is the team has never been bigger and we've also never been slower. And like, we're still doing like dumb mistakes. Like what is this? Why is it this hard? They said, bring people to the party to scale and it is not fun. (laughs) It's just not fun. And it's not just not fun for the CEO. It's not fun for the employee, the team member, because they really care too. Everybody wants to be great. Everybody wants to be an A player. Everybody wants to get an A plus on the test. So let's talk about it. And I'm, and I'm going to really, I'm just going to get into it. I'm not going to like beat around the bush in, in an attempt not to offend or, or to hurt feelings because I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be in integrity with myself and congruent with myself if I just didn't give you my raw thoughts on this. I think too often CEOs are building teams of marketing doers and not dream marketing teams. And there's a huge difference between doer teams and dream teams. Okay. So what do I mean by that? What is what how would I define a doer team versus a dream team? Okay. A doer team. A team of marketing doers is where you have skilled, highly skilled, medium skilled, but you have skilled team members and outside vendors and friends, right? Trained in a really specific type of marketing execution, like their task, like they go into the project management system, they have tasks, they knock out tasks, they have experience doing social media, paid ads, copywriting, you know, X, Y, Z. So good examples of this is like you're looking at your cocktail team and you have a social media person in-house or out, doesn't matter. Maybe it's an out, uh, external vendor. You have a copywriter. Again, doesn't matter if it's full-time or use them on project basis like I do. A paid search manager, a funnel builder, a designer, like you have doers, but when they're not empowered to be dreamers and strategic leaders, a doer only team will only reach the potential as far as it can go. And what I mean by that is you'll you'll know if you're on a doer team, you know that you're running a doer team if there's always mistakes that seem to slip through the cracks, usually at really inconvenient times like a launch, like nobody should be having a broken link to their sales page after the cart is open. Like and it happens. It happens at for very very big people. And there's some tears that I usually get in my boxer when it happens as you would imagine. You know you're on a doer team when 
team members seem to be changing seats as often as the game of musical chairs. Because you're just trying to get, you feel like you're the right person, but they're not in the right seat, but you want to be you know, on, on the bus, that whole analogy, right? Um, you know you're on a doer team when launches and or any kind of revenue generating event, because not everybody does typical traditional online launches like the way that I'm thinking of, when they're stressful and um, draining as all get out. And in the opposite, I've run a launch where the team became a team, where we all left energized and it was so fun to jam out and brainstorm and like, I don't know, I've, I've just been on the other side. Well, I'll get to that in a second. You know you're on a doer team when everyone seems to be waiting on you, the CEO, and you are the number one bottleneck because you were the one making majority of the final decisions. So hello, decision fatigue. And you also know you're on a doer team or leading a doer team when you're constantly wondering why the freak is it taking so long. By the way, this goes to both sides. The CEOs can be like, I went faster when it was just me and one versus now the team of six, seven hands. And like, what the heck? Like you would think more people, we go faster. No, no. But also on the team member side, from their perspective, they're like, why is it taking so long for me to move on to the next thing? Like there is a bottleneck. Can somebody else look at this? Do I have to wait for the CEO who's out of town? Do I have to wait for this person to approve this thing? I'm like, I'm just constantly getting blocked on getting to the next thing. So everybody seems to be waiting when you're on a doer team that has not been empowered to be a dream team. Now, in reverse, what would I say is a dream team? Okay, a dream marketing team <laughs> that you are obsessed with, that you want to play with almost every single day if you could, which I'm a, I'm a part of that one now. I've ran several ones in the past, and obviously I help people achieve this within my programs, duh. But as far as what I would say is a definition of a dream team, it's a team that energizes, gives more than takes, and uplifts and protects the CEO. Like my team, they give me wings, not to be cheesy, but like legitimately, I have some of the biggest visions that sometimes they scare the hell out of me. But having the team that I have, this dream team, and seeing dream teams across the industry that I've helped architect, like they give their CEOs confidence to fly. And also, I don't like the word fail, but like to learn, right? Like it's like when you have a really great partnership at home, like I can be so much braver on the outside because I know that I always have like my spouse who I love more than anything to like also be with me in the hard and to hold me if it doesn't go the way that I was hoping it would go. And that's what a team, a dream team, a great partnership with team members can be like. They energize you. They hold you. They give you confidence. You you do bigger things. You make bolder statements because you know your team can like pull it off. And not only that, dream teams, they not only uplift me, the CEO, but they certainly give confidence to the prospect to also invest in the company. That translates into all of the marketing communication and messaging that goes into what you're doing. Don't make like that. Absolutely. That DNA and that feeling transcends into the prospect's interpretation and impression of you as a company, as a brand, as a CEO, and ultimately gives the marketplace a better opinion of your reputation. So like, you know, you're on a dream team when everybody is not just doing, but they're delegating. Okay. That's really important. A lot of doers are usually stuck in learning and doing, learning and doing, and it's just this kind of cycle. A dream team is going to cycle through learning, doing, delegating, leading, and then they'll shed again and then go back to learning, doing, 
delegating, leading, and then this beautiful cycle of iterations and, and growth is constantly happening. Dream teams cycle through growth. Doer teams usually get stuck in this linear boomerang, so to speak, of like bing, 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 like it's, you know, the ping pong, um, the yo-yo effect. It's, it's just really frustrating, which is why you keep pouring into like skill and education. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna put my paid search manager through some, you know, Facebook ads training, and I'm going to put my designer through a designer training, and I'm going to put my copywriter through an email copywriting training. Like you're trying to improve the person by giving them more skill. So you're helping them learn to then do at a higher level but that's still not enough to be considered a dream team. A dream team does learning, doing, delegating, leading. Okay. So let me say that again. (laughs) A dream team is doing the learning, the doing, the delegating, and then the leading. Okay. So that's a big difference in the, in almost like the seasonality and the cyclical nature of a dream team versus a doer team. You know, you're on a dream team when you have confident confidence in them, but more importantly, they're confident in themselves. Okay. This is really important. When you're on a dream team, you have more confidence after walking into the team than you did when you started at the team. You have confidence in your own abilities to strategize and make decisions. Even if the CEO is not on site, like, you know, you're a part of the dream team when there's psychological safety to try something new and be okay that you, it might turn out the way you're hoping. And maybe it turns out differently, but there's an environment where like being a marketing scientist is totally appropriate. You're on a dream team when you know in your gut that you're working in your zone of genius, that you're doing the right things for the the right type of person and caliber and skill that you have, that you feel a natural inclination to leadership. You have a boldness that you didn't really experience before you are empowered, what I would say to make the call and more than one person is making the call. Ha 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 ha. Can you imagine? So that's a dream team to me versus a marketing team of doers. And I just want to make sure that my CEOs, number one, realize, yes, aspirationally, that is possible Two, if you're not in a dream team today, that there's not lost hope and it will not take you three, six, nine months to achieve that objective. It actually can take like as little as two days, which I'll get to in a second. But yes, dream teams are possible. A team in which everybody is thriving. Everybody is in the right seat, doing the right things at the right times of being their most empowered selves is absolutely 100% possible. But now we're going to get into how that happens. Look, and this is a podcast, so I can't just sit here for like four hours and just like break it down because no one's going to listen to a a five-hour podcast. But let me give you the top three things that convert doer teams into dream teams. Number one, making sure everybody is crystal clear on the role that they possess is mission critical. There cannot be ambiguity of who does what for what at one particular time. And often where I can see the problem immediately, and I'm going to tell you this right now, if you handed over your job descriptions for every single person on the marketing team, I would know immediately there was something wrong. There's a lot of Frankenstein roles as opposed to Swiss army knives, which again, I'll explain in a second. But like if all that you did is said, here, Veronica, and emailed me every single job description for each individual member of the marketing team or outside vendor, I would 
point out immediately where I see the shortcomings and where people are, are playing bumper carts as opposed to driving cohesively down a seven lane highway at ultimate speed, which is what we want for our really scrappy entrepreneurial startup companies. So having clarity around job descriptions and roles is step number one, which again, I think the reason that we don't have this as a default is because a lot of us didn't come from corporate marketing or from a really strict kind of military background where like these things are already pre-laid out. And most of the time, if you're an online entrepreneur, you're also the entrepreneurial owner that like literally eats what you hunt. So you've possessed every position in the company and then you've had to shed it through different stages of your growth. And that tends to get messy as you shed. It's kind of like cat in the hat when he brings thing one, thing two. And it's just like one mess leads to another mess that leads to another mess. And that welcome to startup CEO ship. That is exactly what it feels like. And that is 100% evident in the job descriptions of your team members. They don't like it. They're not thriving. It would be a sense of relief for them if I were to hand over job descriptions that were completely optimized, cleaned up any kind of Frankenstein-ness and empower them to be their best selves where they know how to show up for you. And I can do that for you. Okay. Second thing that creates or transforms doer, a doer team into a dream team is the playbook. And again, because we don't have five, five hours, most of you have KPIs. That's really common. And a KPI is a key performance indicator. So a lot of you on the team are like, well, I have KPIs. Like kudos to us. We have KPIs. One of my KPIs is social media growth. One of my KPIs is email list growth. One of my KPIs might be very uh, specific launch goals. Like a lot of people that come to me in sincerity that have teams that they want to be better than they are today, at least there's some KPIs on the scene. But what I will tell you, unfortunately, is that KPIs is only one third of what you actually need. A KPI that's not tied to a specific marketing strategy that's then tied to a specific marketing outcome that is owned by one singular person. We don't want to have lots of cooks in the kitchens when it comes to outcomes is where a lot of KPIs completely fall short. So you have them and you're told that what you measure is what you can like move, but a KPI is only one third of the perspective of flying the plane. And so it's very difficult when two of the other three components that you need to be very conscious of is completely missing from your peripheral. And that falls down to the right strategies tied to the right outcomes. And it's a whole thing. And I, you know, again, I'll explain it in a second. <laughs> the third thing, and probably I would say is the most uber critical piece of this whole thing of transforming a doer team into a dream team is the trifecta. I have led the biggest mega brand marketing team sizes that you can imagine. I mean, like upwards of like 50, 100 employees, staff members. I've also worked with the scrappiest teams that you can imagine where it's really just the CEO plus one on the inside. And then they use a whole bunch of outside vendors here and there on project basis to help them in a pinch. And then I've worked with the cocktail teams where it's a little bit of in-house, a little bit of out-house. Most CEOs, it's just a cocktail. We call I call them like kind of hybrid cocktail teams. Regardless of your team size, whether it's just you plus one, a cocktail team, a little bit of inside, outside, or completely in-house everybody's in-house, everybody's full-time, regardless of where you are on that spectrum of team size, marketing team size, dream teams have the trifecta. 
They're, they know what it is. They know the three critical components, ingredients of what a marketing dream team needs in order to thrive long-term so that they can actually pull off those five, six, seven-figure launches that you hear about. And it has nothing to do with the size of team. I'm not here to tell you that the answer to your problems is throwing more people onto the team. In fact, you probably have maybe sometimes maybe too many or again, right people, wrong seats. But my answer isn't to add to your PL and your payroll. My answer is to play Tetris and put people in the trifecta where they fall. So yes, even though your entire company has an overarching org chart, actually your marketing team has a trifecta org chart, if you can imagine. And that is probably the singular most critical and number one missing attribute over doer teams that have the aspiration to become marketing dream teams. Okay. So I have an announcement. I haven't really shared this publicly yet. So here it is. I am retiring, quote unquote, aka I'm discontinuing two services that I have historically had available for a year and a half. And it's a big deal. And it's because Everything to do with the Rainmaker Residency, that movement, that mission that I'm on has grown to a place where it's all consuming in the best way possible, but it leaves me zero time to do any kind of the a la carte stuff that you might find on or have historically found on my website. So I am no longer doing the one, the thousand dollar power hours where you, at any time you can book an a la carte, you know, consulting session with me and we can go through your org chart. I've done over 50. I counted this morning over 50 power hours in the last year and a half. And I'm no longer doing VIP intensives where I come out or we do it virtually, you know, a whole day and a half with me and a team to do all things, marketing team, architecture, all things, marketing team. And those I've historically done for $10,000 to $15,000 each. And I was counting that and I'm like, I've done over 15, 20 of them again in the last year and a half. And because of capacity issues, I am no longer offering them. I am retiring, discontinuing those two products. You're hearing it first, but here's the good news. If you're on this podcast, listening to this podcast and you're like, okay, based off Veronica's assessment, I'm very much on a doer marketing team. And I would very much like to get onto a marketing dream team for not just me, but for the people that I care about. Like I want all of us thriving, all of us winning, all of us working in our greatest zones. Like I want this too. And now I don't have a power hour to to hang out with, you know, V and I don't have a VIP intensive option. I'm going to be doing something that number one, I have never done before. And number two, I have no intentions of doing again, at least at this very moment. And so for the very first time at the end of April, so I want you to put this on your dates, April 26th and April 27th, just block it out right now for me. I'm actually going to do a marketing team intensive for all. So this is a marketing team intensive for CEO and every single member of their marketing team to hang out with me for a day and a half and other CEOs and their marketing teams that we will bring and curate into this event. Because what I have found in doing over 50 power hours with online CEOs and over 15 to 20 all day, all night VIP intensives with online CEOs, some of the biggest names that you can imagine, is a lot of it, it's the same shortcomings, the same need for transformation, the same 
recalibration, optimization, move that bus type of transformation that they're all wanting. And a lot of the same things that's holding them all back. So I'm just going to pour it into everybody in one shot, but also put you guys in the room in proximity to your peers, to your counterparts, and to some of the smartest CEOs and marketing teams that you'll ever have the opportunity to meet with that you often never do see them because they're working in isolation or behind the scenes. And we're going to be doing breakout sessions. We're going to be doing not only like working sessions, but I'll be breaking out like all the marketing teams into one Zoom room. And then we'll have all the CEOs into another Zoom room. And then we'll have space for all of us to come together. And there's going to be open Q&A and there's going to be conversation like, not only am am I going to transform your marketing team of doers into your dream marketing team of strategic leaders in like two days, but you're also going to be proximity with some of the smartest people that I have had the chance to get to know that I'm going to invite you to also get to know. And so I can't even like this happens every time I do this, but I I'm already anticipating like, what's the number going to be? What's the number of collaborations, partnerships, joint ventures, giveaway, podcast guest swaps that's going to happen over the day and a half that like changes the the course and trajectory of your business growth. It's just, it happens every single time when you put really smart people who are at very, very similar stages of growth and their teams, the ones that actually make the magic happen in the same room. So April 26th, April 27th, I'm doing for the first time ever and probably won't ever be repeated again. So here it is. It's going to be a marketing team VIP intensive open to the public for like 75% off what I charge my normal VIP intensives. This is what I want to do. This is kind of my retirement party gift. I guess you could say I want to serve you guys. I want to meet you guys where you are. And I more importantly want to transform your team of doers into your dream team more than anything in life. Like it's just my greatest gift. I quite frankly, as you can probably imagine, it's my calling to help people thrive in their work environments, to have CEOs not want to burn their business to the ground, to have CEOs feel the way that I feel every single day with my marketing team. Like it is possible, you guys, it's not a pipe dream. And so even if your Q1 didn't go as well as you were hoping, even if the launch was messier than you were hoping after you did the systems and the softwares and the new SOPs, even if you have felt deflated in the past, it doesn't have to be that way. It is very much possible for you to fast growth this thing, to transform the team where everybody's thriving, to give yourself the permission to be founder, not just head of marketing for yourself. Like all of that is possible. And so if you join me, on April 26th and April 27th. And there will, in the show notes, there will be a link to do all the things and to hang out with us. You should definitely be in this room. It's going to be a really, really, really powerful room. I'm going to essentially compress like months, if not years into just two days. And we're going to just jumpstart and help you finish out the year way better, way smoother, way stronger with those that you love next to you also feeling how you're feeling. Okay. All right, Rainmaker family, this was a special podcast episode, solo episode about helping you transform your marketing team of doers into your marketing dream team. I'll hang out with you on April 26th and 27th. Till next time. Thanks for listening to the Rainmaker podcast. We believe you can't get real results or have real relationships that last without being real first. If you resonated with today's episode, leave us a review so we can keep serving up the truth and tips that help you become the empowered leader that I know that you are. 
And always head over to veronicarami.com to check out all the free resources I have for you and the show notes from this episode. Until next time, my friends.